Are you ready for this? Welcome to Principles with Corey and Logan. I'm Corey. I'm Logan. And we are here to go on the journey of life and leadership growth with you. Welcome to the Principles Podcast. Welcome back to Principles with Corey and Logan. Got a super exciting podcast episode here for us today. We're talking about being an original. You know, the great philosopher, Dr. Seuss, <laughs> he once said, why fit in when you were made to stand out? So we're going to be talking about being original. But before we do that, uh, I just want to let you guys know, some of you know that I have a book called Heart of the Father. It is out now. It's receiving God's love and representing it in a chaotic world. I've got a new book coming out soon. Uh, it should be launched um, probably in the next couple of months called Leading with Insight, 31 Days of Wisdom for Leaders. Excited about that. Uh, we'll put some links in the show notes and or you can comment and we'll get you some information about that. Uh, so let's jump in. And as I was thinking about this topic of being an original, I came across a story about a about a young man. I've heard his story before, but I, I dug a little bit deeper and I found it super interesting. So this is back in 1896. Now, that's been a couple of days ago. OK, 1896, uh, this young African-American man, he was driven by his love for nature and science, and he embarked on this remarkable journey of purpose, but also curiosity, right? And, and he received this opportunity to go to Tuskegee Institute in Alabama. So once getting to Alabama, he soon discovered that all these Southern farmers, that they had this huge issue on hand, but they, they didn't actually know that there was a problem. So he had, they had this huge crisis, but they didn't know it. So what these hardworking farmers realized um, solely as their crop was cotton. It's what they knew growing up. It's what they did. It's what they continued to do year in and year out. But by doing this, they didn't know that farming the same crop year in and year out was actually depleting the soil and draining the land of its vitality. This young man, he was visionary and he held a, uh, it's a revolutionary idea at the time and a solution that would not only revive the soil, but also open up doors of economic prosperity and growth for these farmers. So he introduced this concept that is very familiar now, uh, but it was kind of revolutionary to them. And it was this concept of crop rotation. And he urged the farmers to diversify and explore alternative crops and the one crop that he was passionately suggesting, one crop that he was really trying to push, was the humble peanut. <laughs> the peanut, right? But there became a huge problem because every farmer embraced the peanut. All of them planted the peanut. So what it resulted in was this overwhelming surplus of a crop that nobody really had much interest in. And they didn't know what to do with it. It's like, you know what, we got all these peanuts what in the world are we going to do with all of them, right? And as you can imagine, these farmers, they weren't too happy. They, they're pretty mad, right? So these farmers, they come to this young guy and say, hey, you told us to plant these peanuts. We planted all these peanuts. Now what are we going to do? And so he calmly said, hey, guys, you know what? Let's just give me a few days. I'm going to come up with a solution. And so this young man, he went into the quiet place. And in his words, God began to reveal to him a bunch of uses for this crop. Over 300 uses, in fact, for the peanut. That's crazy, right? So with the pressure on, he transformed this 
seemingly insignificant peanut into all these ideas and these products that we still use today from cooking oil and soap to cosmetics to ink to materials and creating really all these different revenue streams for these farmers. This young man, hey, some of you may already know him, George Washington Carver. And, um, and I just shared a, a brief part of his history. It's an incredible story. Definitely look him up. But he left us with this profound statement that I really want to share with you. He said, no individual has any right to come into this world and go out of it without leaving behind distinct and legitimate reasons for having passed through it. Man, that's some, that's some powerful words right there, right? No individual has any right to come into this world and go out of it without leaving behind distinct and legitimate reasons for having passed through it. And it, and it really reminds each of us that, that we hold within ourselves a unique purpose and a duty to make a meaningful impact on the world, a meaningful impact on your world, the world that each one of us are called to. And we're talking about being an original. You are an original there ain't never been anybody like you. There never will be anybody like you. You are an original masterpiece. So be you. Everybody else, everybody else already taken, okay? Most people, they're born as originals, but they die as copies. And I think, I think what happens is we like an example, right? We, we like to have some kind of map to follow. We like to walk where there's already footprints in the sand or where there's there's a walkway that's already been paved, right? We, we like this comfort. We crave the comfort of familiarity and the certainty of a well-worn path. And many people, they don't like the uncertainty of cutting a new trail or blazing a new path. And what I hope you hear me say is I'm not saying I'm an entrepreneur, but what I'm not saying is everybody should go in and turn in their notice and quit their jobs, right? To open up their own business. I hope you don't hear me saying that. What I'm saying is bring your personality into the work that you do. Whatever you do. See, sometimes people can say, well, well, how can I do that when I got all these systems and processes and all this stuff I have to follow? When systems and processes are put in place and are set up, they're set up in a way that makes things more effective and efficient. And you, you can still bring your personality. You can still bring your giftedness. You can still bring your strengths to the system and the process. And it reminds me of this story uh, that, that I that I tell sometimes in some of the speeches that I do. But um, in our family, when it's your birthday, okay, when it's your birthday, uh, you get to choose where we go out to eat at. And our niece, y'all, out of all places, out of all the places she wanted to go, was she wanted to go to Cracker Barrel. And out of all the days of the week, she wanted to go to Cracker Barrel on a Sunday. Okay, now. I like Cracker Barrel, but I don't know if you guys have been to Cracker Barrel on a Sunday, but it's like an 87-hour wait to get in that place, okay? 87 hours, but it's her birthday, so we go, we wait our 87 hours, we finally get in, we finally get seated, and uh, the waiters, the waitresses, they're all, you know, they're going crazy, they're going wild, it's, it's a stressful situation, they're doing the best they can, really. But there was this one guy, this one young guy, he had to be about 19 years old, this bus boy. And he, he was carrying himself with some confidence. He had his shoulders back and his chest up, and he was walking like he was going somewhere. And he had this little water bottle on his hip. He was the bus boy. He comes up to the table, and he takes the water bottle out. He spins it around his finger and shoots down the table, wipes it, spins it back around his finger, pops it back in his pants pocket, and goes to the next table, right? He was carrying himself in a, such a way 
that our three small kids took notice. See, at that time we had 10, eight and six year old and they took notice. They stopped what they were doing and they watched this young guy walk and clean off this table. And, and it was enough to take, make a 10, eight and six year old take notice of this guy. And see, this guy, you know, my wife, she knows I'm looking for talent. I'm always looking for talent. I'm always looking for people who are carrying themselves, carry, carrying themselves certain kind of ways, always exceeding expectation. And uh, here's the thing, talented people, you know what? They're not sitting at the house. Talented people are out doing things. They're not the ones who are just waiting, you know, in, in the um uh, just waiting on somebody to give them a call. Talented people are doing things. They already doing things, right? And so I'm looking for talent, and I look over at my wife and say, "Hey, that dude right there. Hey, that's Chick Fil A material right there. He, you know, he ain't gonna be here very long, right?" <laughs> uh, and just to kind of contrast that with um, with a different story, um, in what I do, I get the opportunity to to work alongside of a wide variety of leaders, wide variety of industries, and. Uh, this is kind of on the back half of COVID where a lot of things are still shut down. But I, I was I was talking to a lot of leaders and they were having issues with people actually showing up to work. And when they did show up to work, they had these bad attitudes. And um, I was also had a friend of mine who, who was doing some AI. He was building some automation type things and they were building these robots. Right. And I was having this conversation with my wife and I said, you know, if these businesses, if if they're going to have a hard time getting people to show up and when they show up, they don't have a bad at, or have a good attitude. They're going to be forced to replace people with all these robots and automation, like people's bad attitudes and not showing up to work are going to force people, force these leaders to make a decision and replace them with robots. And uh, I guess our daughter, she was, she was standing there listening to my conversation and we go to drop her brother off at soccer and we we're going to go eat it. A, uh, a different fast food restaurant from Chick-fil-A. And uh, I didn't know the inside was closed, right? So I park and we're walking up to go inside and a little girl from the drive-thru line says, hey, the inside's closed. You got to go around. And uh, kind of with a bad attitude, snarky attitude. So we turn around, we're walking back to the car and our little eight-year-old, she looks up at me and she says, hmm, she's going to get replaced by one of them robots. And Chick-fil-A is going to get all the people. <laughs> and so I laugh. But how you do anything is how you do everything. Anytime we do anything, we are literally leaving our mark on that task. We are signing our name to that task. The things that people see and the things that people don't actually see, the things that go unseen, I'm still putting my mark on that task. You are still putting your mark on that task. You know, they say that, Every person's thumbprint is unique and different from every other person. And that's why they do the fingerprint test, right? Because it's easy to identify the individual. Every task you put your hand to, every task I put my hand to, no matter the size, I'm placing my thumbprint upon that task. And I have to ask myself, what kind of mark am I actually leaving? If somebody were to, were to come in with a metaphorical white glove to do like a forensic test on my work, what would they find? Would they find that I do mediocre work? Would it be found that I, that I do good work when people are watching, when people are looking at me to perform, but when no one's looking, my work gets a little bit shoddy? Or would they find that I strive to do everything with excellence? 
And, I, and, and what I want, I want our default mode. I want my default mode. I want you listening uh, on, on, you know, YouTube or you wherever you're listening to this at, uh, whether it be our podcast or social media, that we have this default mode to be kind of like my Boy Scout motto that we used to have when we go camping. You know, we'd go camping and we'd, uh, we'd have this saying that you got to leave the place better than you found it. And so I want to leave each and every task better than I found it. Each and every environment that I come into better than I found it. If I'm giving a job, then I want to leave that job better when I complete it or when I leave it than it was in its original state. It should be in better condition or in a better situation when I leave than when I first arrived. And as a leader, I want to carry that same attitude into leading the people that I lead. I I want them to be better off by having come underneath my leadership for a season than if they didn't. The environment should improve by having me be there. And what I'm trying to say is that there is a certain kind of way that you and I can carry ourselves as originals that causes growth and improvement to any environment that we find ourselves in. Right. In my role, I get this opportunity to work with all these different people. And there's this phrase that I've that I found that's common. It's commonly found among those who end up in the shoulda, woulda, coulda camp. And it's not said among those who actually go on to do incredible things. And here's that phrase. It's one day. See, one day I'll learn how to lead. One day I'll start being generous. One day I'll improve my habits. One day when I get a promotion, then I'll fill in the blank, right? And as they're waiting on one day, this day is sliding right on by. What I'm trying to say is that those who go on to do amazing, incredible things is they start where they are at. They do the small, simple, insignificant things as if they were the amazing things. Do not despise the day of small beginnings. Those who can prove to be faithful over the little can be trusted with the significant. See, if I can be trusted to pick up some kind of small piece of trash that I see rolling across the parking lot as I'm walking into the building, then I I could probably be trusted to build relationships with key customers. I could probably be trusted to lead a group of people. And um, I know, y'all, I, I know I feel like I'm coming more at you in this uh, podcast uh, then more motivational in tone, but, but, but I believe in you, right? I believe the best in you. I expect the best out of you and I expect the best out of myself, right? I don't want you and I to settle for a low standard in the way we carry ourselves. And it's important to understand that every single day we are writing our legacy. We do it day in and day out, day in and day out, whether we do it intentionally or unintentionally. And it's important to understand that because it gives us a why behind what we do. When we have a strong why, we can figure out anyhow and do anyhow with excellence. It's our why power and our why power is our superpower. And I'm going to kind of end with this example. And uh, I just want you to kind of, in your mind's eye, picture this. Let's say I took a 30 foot long plank of wood, right? So it's 30 foot long and let's say it's 12 inches wide. And I put this plank on the ground and said, hey, if you walk across this plank, I'll give you 20 bucks. Would you do it? Of course you would, right? It's an easy 20 bucks. All you got to do is walk across this piece of plank. But let's 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 say this. What if I took this same plank, same exact plank, 30 foot long, 12 inches wide, and I made a rooftop bridge between two 100 story buildings? 
right? Me and you are standing on one 200 foot story building, and there's another one across us. And I put this 30 foot long, 12 inch wide plank across and said, Hey, if you walk across it, I'll give you 20 bucks. Would you do it? <laughs> Probably not. You're like, Man, you crazy. It's not worth 20 bucks. The risk reward, uh uh-uh, uh, ain't there. But let's say we've still got our 30 foot plank stretched across two 100-story buildings, and you or I, you and I are on one, one side, and your child is on the other building. And the building that your child is on, it's on fire. Would you walk across the plank to save your child? Of course you would. You would do it whether I gave you the 20 bucks or not, right? Why? Why is it? It's the same plank. It's the same height. The same potential dangers exist. Your why changed. The reason for crossing the plank changed. See, when you have a strong why, you can figure out any how. You can do almost any how. And my goal today, that I hope I've stirred something, I, I, I hope I've stirred something up within you, something within your inner man, within your inner woman, that you are an original. And how you do anything is how you do everything. And everything you do, strive to do it as if you're signing your name to it. That will pass anybody's white glove test. No individual has any right to come into the world and go out of it without leaving behind distinct and legitimate reasons for having passed through it. I want to leave us with one quote. If, if you know me, you know I like quotes. I got tons of quotes on my phone and I, I keep them. I put different headings on them. And I'm going to read you this quote by Miles Monroe. And this quote, I've got it under the heading best quotes. And there's only three of them in there, y'all. Okay. And this one made it. Here it is. The wealthiest place in the world is not the gold mines of South America or the oil fields of Iraq or Iran. They are not the diamond mines of South Africa or the banks of the world. The wealthiest place on the planet is just down the road. It's the cemetery. There lie buried companies that were never started, inventions that were never made, best-selling books that were never written, and masterpieces that were never painted. In the cemetery is buried the greatest treasure of untapped potential. Wow, how about that? Well, y'all, I hope today has added value to you. I hope you got something that you could take that you can apply to make an impact on your world, the people that you are called to. I hope you see yourself as an original. God doesn't make junk and he doesn't make mistakes. So you're not a mistake. You're not a piece of junk, right? You are an original masterpiece, the work, the workmanship of the master. And so, hey, make sure you like and subscribe. Uh, Make sure that you stay up to date with any episodes of Principles with Corey and Logan. Also, make sure to share this. Share this episode. Help us get the word out. Help us make an impact on people beyond our personal touch. People may never even get to meet. We want to share truth. We want to share inspiration. We want to see people step into who they've been called and created to be, right? And so if this has impacted you, make sure you share it. Make sure you subscribe. And I hope you guys have an awesome, awesome day. And God bless. Thanks so much for spending your time with us today. As you go about your day, remember to ask yourself, as a parent, child, sibling, business owner, customer, boss, teammate, would you recommend yourself, audit yourself, and change your life? 
Hey guys, and if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, take a moment, please subscribe, give us a rate and review on your listening platform. And hey, we value your feedback and it helps others find us. Are you ready for this?